0: And now, coming at you live-ish, covering everything pop culture, comic books, and independent wrestling, it's Romeo, Falcon, and Geeks, and Wrestling, the Podcast. Hey, what's going on, you guys? I'm back. You're back. We are back. Yep. Man, I'm actually kind of tired, man. You know, last weekend I was on a big wrestling road trip. Yesterday I wrestled. Today's the first day of spring. I'm excited because man, I was cruising down H-Town on the way here to the studio, listening to some gangster music, man. Oh who. I was listening to the game. I'm a big game fan. Is that not cool? Is he still around? I think yeah, he's still oh, around I an album out now, man, but I don't I can't help but feel so gangster right now, cruising down H-Town, listening to some West Coast hip-hop. Rap, whatever you want to call it, wearing my Pokemon T-shirt.
1: Is the game West
0: Coast? I think yeah, he's all West Coast, man. Know. All West Coast, West Side. Oh gosh,
1: I'm in trouble now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, how you doing, man? How you doing? Uh,
1: pretty good, man. I saw you, and I was just like, I haven't seen you. It's it's weird because it's like we're not working. I know together, we're not know? working together
0: anymore. It's uh, kind of stinks, but. I know. So now we got to catch up all the time when we get in the studio like, hey, what's going on? But we did that a little prior to this. But right now, let's get back in. It's focus on the podcast let's focus. It's Geeks in Wrestling. It's part two of Sexy Steve DeMarco's podcast. I know so many people are excited for it. Um, actually, I was on Sexy Steve's uh, uh, show on Friday and he's really excited about the show on uh, part two. He, he he messaged me. He's like, you really left that show on a, on a on a cliffhanger there, buddy. (laughs) I was like, oh, did you like that? He's like, yeah, it was a a bit of a cliffhanger (laughs) the way you stopped it. So uh, I've gotten some great responses for it. So uh, I'm really excited that part two is out now as you're listening to this. So get ready to enjoy that. But first, we got to talk about some geeky things. Uh, I actually want to talk about a movie I just recently watched. I'm a little behind. So forgive me, listeners. Forgive me, Silos. I don't even know if you've seen the movie yet, but I watched John Wick. This past week.
1: Yeah. I, I was looking at the trailer right now. I don't think I've seen that. You got to see it, man. Um, it's so
0: good. Uh, Keanu Reeves, I, I think he's a great actor. Is it on Netflix? Uh, I don't know if it's on Netflix. It might yeah. be. I, I recorded it off the, my U-verse thing. Okay. So uh, a great movie, though, man. You got a guy who uh, has it all, man. He, he had a very storied career as a hitman, so to speak, did all the dirty work, and then meets the love of his life. Falls in love, gets out of the bad, you know, situation he's in making blood money. And then, you know, his wife gets terminally ill, passes away. And in her dying wish, like a day after she dies, she writes him a letter and and has a a puppy sent to his house. So his wife is buried one day. The next day, puppy sent to his house a little letter that says, hey, you got to love this. You know, this animal is the last thing I give to you little cute little puppy named Daisy, which I find it very <laughs> fitting for me because I have a dog named Daisy. And uh, he's got a Mustang. And sure enough, man, you know, he's driving along with his dog and this, you know, Russian dude's like, hey, nice car, man, and offers to buy the car. He says, oh no, not for sale, bro. And he drives off. Well, go and behold, this Russian dude's affiliated with the mafia. They break into his house, steal the car, and kill his dog. Wait, you,
1: would, you should have said spoiler alert, even though the movie was in been 2014.
0: <laughs> if I had to say spoiler,
1: hey, alert, I haven't heard it. I mean, I haven't heard of John Wick. Well, well
0: hey, okay, well, well, too bad. You're gonna end up watching it. I'm gonna well, spoil it the, off.
1: Don't tell me the ending right now. I won't tell you the ending. All
0: I gotta <laughs> tell you, okay, I'll just leave it at that. These guys come in, kill his dog, and then the guy just goes crazy. And it's over. And like to me, I'm like, all right, check it out. They kill my wife, I'm pissed. Okay. I'm going on a killing spree. Well, they didn't kill his wife. But if my wife terminally ill, heaven forbid, and then she falls under, and I already have a dog named Daisy. So if Daisy goes, I'm done. I'm going on a killing spree. And I'm <laughs> So I related to this
1: movie. It was, it was a lot of fun. You gotta watch it. Very good movie Very Yeah, actually good. with Keanu It's kind of interesting Because he's like 50 And the dude looks like He doesn't age or something Yeah, he's an he's he's ageless always, wonder yeah.
0: yeah, he's like Jason Kidd uh, a basketball okay. player?
1: No No, nothing I'm not into sports <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, who's another ageless one? You got Keanu Reeves uh, who, who else would you say? Uh, I'd say Ferris Bueller uh, Oh, Matt,
1: yeah Matt Matthew, D- Matthew, Matthew, Matthew Broderick, Broderick. Yeah. yeah, Matthew yeah. Broderick Matt
0: Damon, but no. You know, he's an ageless
1: wonder yeah. So there you go so, you give this one a thumbs up? I'll
0: give it two thumbs up. And if I would have asked you, you'd probably say, Would you give it two thumbs up? And you'd say, I'd give it four out of five.
1: <laughs> 4.25 out of five. Yeah.
0: And then uh, you just recently hung out with
1: Gobby. You just told me about that. Yeah. We went to Top Golf. Again? Yeah. Uh, just hot there hitting some balls. Yeah. yeah. Is, he, it was is
0: his, his mean swing still mean or what? Yeah,
1: he has a mean swing, man. But <laughs> yeah. He's
0: out there. Shout out Gabby. <laughs> Shout out Gabby. And hey man, you're you're reaching the masses through this podcast, I want to say. Okay. You Celos reaching the masses. My best friend hits me up this morning, sends me a text. He goes, "Listening to the podcast. I love it. It's awesome." Celos is opening doors for me. I'm like, what the heck? He's like, hey, going to a pinball convention in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> so then, you know, pinball conventions, you're, you're spreading word to the masses, my friend. Oh,
1: dude, it's out there. Like the culture. Uh, well, when they have it here. Yeah. Uh, I want to say easily 50 pinball machines with like, I don't know, 50 arcade games. They make it into a party. I mean, definitely you're re- reliving the old. Arcade vibe that when we used to hit the arcades back in the '80s, you know? and I'm seeing that man. I was at yeah. a
0: bar in Denver this past weekend, uh, One Up, on uh, man, what? Did, I sent you a t- uh, message in the middle of the night. I took a picture of your Adams Family game. I was yeah. like, "Hey, playing Adams Family," so it was a lot of fun, man. I actually played it, had a good time with that. So. Yeah, no,
1: definitely have a good time with that pinball, you know. Yeah,
0: he will. He will. Shout out, Matt. You go to that pinball convention in June. <laughs> Let's move on to comics. Are you reading anything right now? I know I'm a little slow in reading with my travels.
1: um, No,
0: nothing. I I I read the recent issue of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Batman. Man, that's getting good. The way they're all mingling with each other and the way Shredder is mingling with the villains of Gotham, I love it. Oh, really? Such a good read. It's fun. It's easy. It's simple. Uh, We're starting to see how the characters are intertwining. Uh, You know, Batman's just closed guy's dark past, you know, his his parents were shot, that's why he became a hero. And Raphael is always the dark teenage ninja turtles. I don't need anybody. I can do this on my own. And sure enough, he's like looking at Batman like, I don't need you. Like, who are you? You're just some guy in a in a costume. Screw you. Right. And then sure enough, Batman kind of confides into Raphael. He's like, "Well, I might be a human, but this is why. And Raphael's like, oh, crap, I feel bad. So you are a hero. <laughs> Let's fight together. So uh, it, it's just a fun read. It's bringing two things that I love and bringing it together in one book. So I'm excited about that.
1: Cool. Absolutely. Yeah, so. I emptied out my box at uh, Pop Culture. Yeah. Um, and uh, shout out to Pop Culture. Hey, always. But I, yeah, but they're, like, stacked up. I got to go through them.
0: Oh, I actually went to Bedrock, though. They had a big sale. Uh, picked up some really good books. I've picked up First Appearance of Rogue uh avengers annual number 10 really yep first appearance of rogue uh that was just a shot in the dark picked up that uh picked in the whole run of infinity wars all mint condition i think all six books of those uh picked up black panther number one not the first appearance of black panther which was in fantastic four but i picked up uh, fantastic. Or no, I picked up Black Panther number one, which was a Jack Kirby book. That's why I really like it. Really? It was written by Jack Kirby, illustrated by Jack Kirby, penciled by Jack Kirby. So for me, I'm like, Jack Kirby doesn't get the, the credit he deserves. Yeah. You know, Stan Lee kind of outshines him a little bit. You know, God rest Jack Kirby's soul. You know, King King Kirby. That's why I look at it. And anything I can get with Kirby involved. I was like, you know, it's kind of a, a gold nugget for me. Yeah, yeah. So pick that up. Um, just did some really old school shopping. and I picked up some GI Joe issues and then filling in some holes with my ghostwriter, my X-Men. So I'm having a good time. And, and then over the weekend I was in mile high comics, uh, picked up some, some good books there. Uh, so shout out mile high comics, largest comic book store in America. So you got to go there one day, brother. You okay. gotta <laughs> go. <laughs> so, I mean, that's really all I got as far as geeky is concerned, but you... Just watch something,
1: yeah. Um, so I saw this documentary on Netflix. Of course, it's, it's a called, documentary. Yeah, it was called. I think it's "Looking for Vivian Meyer." Looking for
0: and you, watch, yeah. I watched a trailer with you. Yeah. I'm intrigued. I'm okay. pretty sure after we get done doing this, I'm going to go home, pop on Netflix. I'm going to watch it myself. Okay. It. I feel like I can get into it as well. And it also inspires me a little bit. I've got a camera. Why can't I walk around and shoot some <laughs> pictures? Uh,
1: pretty much in short, um, and I read um, I read it in an article a few years ago uh, off a uh, website, and now I'm seeing the documentary, but this one kid, well, actually, I don't know if he's a kid, he went to an auction, bought a chest of some sort. It was full of uh, camera negatives. Mm-hmm black and white negatives he develops them he was like totally profound on what he was seeing this person i gotta stop you real quick because okay. when
0: you told me this about this trailer and you start telling me about a guy that finds a box with negatives you never know what you're gonna get when you develop and you kind of film right. especially like black and white i went total like just terrible black and like oh no were they like murder pictures? That's what I was thinking. Like you are going to tell me, like, oh, yeah. It was like uncovering this unsolved mystery of like this crazy person that was taking pictures of dead bodies. So You totally re- relieved yourself. And I'm like, oh, there are ho- hope and rainbows in the world.
1: <laughs> Actually, you know what? that's uh, where I went. Well, okay. So he develops them. He sees these great pictures. And he's like, wow, this person has an eye. He went out and, and bought, I guess, other boxes that were that had negatives in them. He bought them from other people that went from the auction. And come kind of to find out, he start he starts posting them. He starts getting feedback from the public. He posts them on a blog, and he starts realizing, like, whoa, I think I could make money off this. And sure enough, he starts making money. But more importantly to him, he wanted to know who this photographer was. Mm-hmm. And uh, without giving out too much, he found out that it was she was just a nanny, not even a professional photographer. Took pictures on the side when she would go take the kids for a walk, and now her her collection is very very wanted and valuable. See, that's awesome. I love those stories like
0: that because you always hear about these stories is like, you know, like the, this guy right here, he finds a box of junk, develops the negatives and ends up making thousands of dollars off right. of somebody else, you know, right? Or not necessarily somebody else, but just like it, it's, it's a treasure, you know, it's, it's so to speak of a treasure. And I think for that, a, a, is that American treasure? Would you consider it? Cause was she a nanny in America or was she, well, no, she
1: wasn't a nanny here in America, but here's a, the kicker with her is that, um, number one, she's dead. So, you know, she, mm-hmm. you know, so he has the, these negatives of a person that's not alive anymore and she has no family. And so as he's trying to find out where she came from, he, he does kind of find out, but there's like nobody immediately, uh, immediately there. Mm-hmm. Um, and as she's asking like the kids, cause now the kids are all grown. Sure. They're like, she never talked about her family. So here he is with this collection and you know, priceless collection of, mm-hmm. of art. If you want to look at it like that. And, there's no one there. So it's one of these things where it's like. Do you, do He's collecting
0: keep... money off of somebody. Yeah. Which the money should probably go right. to a family, to but so...
1: there's nobody there. Yeah. But
0: what I was getting at is like, there's treasure out there so to speak in america like we always talk about oh man i'd love to go to the pyramids of egypt and you know or blah 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 go here and discover treasure man there's treasure and trash here in america so to speak uh you know because i'm always on the hunt to go to these little antique shops to find that one gym like spider-man 300 in the midst of all these 25 cent books and yeah. oh my gosh i found it you know <laughs> like because uh, there's stories about that uh my grandmother was telling me about that too that you know there's a uh, a woman that passed away, and her kids went to the attic and started going through her stuff. Found an old box, a shoe box. Opened the shoe box up thousands of dollars worth of baseball cards
1: oh yeah i heard yeah, about did you that. hear about that one I yeah. Heard about that. Yeah, uh, yeah i mean yeah, you yeah. know so
0: I, I tease my grandma i'm like don't you ever die number one and number two do you have any boxes hanging around the house <laughs> <laughs> i can look yeah. for right now <laughs> but here's the
1: bigger question is that what if they would have just thrown everything away into the you know into the street yeah and then you would have passed by found the box and it's like you know now you found it and you have the money are you obligated to go back and give them i know. say no i well, mean well that's it, that's a big question about it's this a whole big question d- yeah, yeah you know. because
0: it, i mean that my thing is he paid for that like he paid money right. for something knowing where it came from so i think the right thing to do is find out who i said do do <laughs> 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 sorry so immature <laughs> the right thing to do is um you know go back and find The, uh, you know, the rightful owner and at least give some compensation to those people. Whereas, you know, if somebody's throwing something away, Hey, are you throwing this box away? Yeah. It's trash. Leave me alone. I'll take that. And Hey, yeah, I I own that. That's my trash. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make money off my trash. (laughs) Good movie. I'm going to watch it. I am going to watch it. So I'll review it. Uh, what do you rate it at, buddy? If you give it two thumbs up, what would it be in a five star rating?
1: (laughs) I'll give it two thumbs up. It'll be one. And then the other thumb halfway. Okay. I'm going to watch it. Was it was really good. I, we sat through it. it, you know.
0: Cool, cool. Uh, but now, think, speaking of sitting through things and trailers and whatnot, um, you just watched the Civil War trailer. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Tell me what you think about that. Dude, it was I'm awesome. excited.
1: I mean, I was just like uh, the Captain America Civil War. Yes. I think it started when it wrapped it up like a bow at the end when it had, um, I guess, what, what are those two teams called? One of them would have been. You got uh,
0: Iron Man's team and
1: right. you got Captain's team. Are you yeah. Team
0: Cap or are you Team Iron Man?
1: Right. What uh, are you? I guess I would be more on the Iron Man team. I oh, like.
0: my gosh. Like, we're always against each other. So you're Team <laughs> Iron Man. I'm Team Cap. I'm always going to be Team Cap. Oh, God. And so
1: when I saw do. that, I'm like, wow, that was that's a nice ending to the trailer. And then we saw Spider-Man.
0: Okay, now that's my question for you. Uh, what's your take on Spider Man in his new suit, and w- what do you think of it?
1: Well, first of all, before we talk about Spider Man, he said, "Hey, underoos." Yes, he did. <laughs> he was an underoos. <laughs> yeah. okay, do you know what underoos are?
0: Absolutely, man. I had yeah. underoos.
1: Oh, you did? I did. I, I would have thought you were like not even born when the underoos came
0: around. Rude. <laughs> you know, there's a thing called wrestleroos right now. Big shout out to wrestleroos. Look those up. They're pretty cool. They're uh, underwear, but, but they're wrestling. Yeah, no. Anyway, go on. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, no. So when I saw Spider Man, I'm like. Actually, that was a very red vibrant suit but it looked cool i mean does not okay. it like black around the eyes yeah yeah And did you see his eyes get smaller in the white yeah did you see that
0: yeah uh I, I had a conversation with sexy steve you have to watch that on his show uh about this now everybody went crazy over the eyes of spider-man in the first two type movies toby mcguire and the, uh andrew garfield both i like those films andrew garfield to me did a better job but we'll go into that later no, everybody gave crap about the suit and the eyes. They don't know the eyes don't move. So, okay, finally we jump ahead. Now we have the new Spider Man, the eyes move. Now everybody's in an uproar about the suit. Oh, it looks too, you know, it looks too plain, doesn't look right. The eyes, how do they, blah, blah, blah. Hey, did anybody complain in the Deadpool movie when? Deadpool put a mask on. He had white eyes, and you saw his eyebrows showing expression. Right, right, right. Nobody right. complained about that.
1: Actually, I, I think I said that that looked pretty cool. I'm
0: like, Ex- and I'm yeah, surprised yeah, you yeah. did. <laughs> but you're right. It was cool. But now we have Spider-Man, and now his eyes are moving. And I have an uproar of Spider-Man fans critiquing, going, Oh, the eyes, look at the eye! blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know, shut up, yeah. okay? Let's just enjoy Spider-Man for what he is. I think it's going to be a badass movie. Excuse my language. I think it's going to be great. I really do. I'm really excited about it. My favorite scene in that movie, yes, Spider-Man on Ruse, that was great. But seeing Ant-Man get shot off of an arrow by Hawkeye, to me, I was like, "Oh, they did it! They yeah. finally did!" And so I'm, I'm really excited about it. So, uh, but hey, let, let's, let's just jump into this interview already. I know you guys have waited long enough. We're gonna have part two of Sexy Steve Demarco. And let's get into it because you guys have been asking for it. You've been waiting for it. I don't want to make you wait any longer. So without further ado, this is part two of Sexy Steve DeMarco. Let's hit it. Wrestling is fun, and it's our dream, and we're fulfilling it. But we need to turn it off every once in a while and, you know, be with our wives, mm-hmm. you know, be with our loved ones and read comic books. Yeah, you know, yeah. get away from it because yeah. if you get too wrapped up in it, it'll eat you up.
2: Yeah, and I was like from 2000 till probably probably Ashley's passing, I was – Always on, I was never off, Uh, especially during my PCW run because we ran weekly. I was booking the shows, uh, booking our Friday shows, so I was there like seven days a week for a period of you know for a period of years, and then at books, uh, even though we weren't running as much, um, I was still kind of in the thick of it. I was there almost every day, uh, and working a full time job. So I think at some point I just, again, got burnt out. Thought, okay, well, let's create something. I started doing IWE and. Um, and then I started having really bad back problems just around 2010, just nerve issues. I you know, my limbs would go to sleep. Um, I'd wake up, I'd be, you know, everything would tingle except for, you know, just a certain part of my abdomen. Um, you know, stuff just wasn't working right. You know, just didn't, I just wasn't myself. I went to a doctor. They were just like, shut it down. Let's see what we can do. I went through. Luckily, I didn't have to go through surgery. It was just more of a let's, let's address the problem before it gets bigger. So I was lucky in some respects. And as I'm you know, kind of doing our, my web series with Justin, which was Behind the Curtain, we did that for a little bit. And I was consulting on certain shows. I got the love back for it. Uh, as far as performing, I was able to perform. I felt good. I did that for a couple of years. Because and, and- we
0: met in 2012. I was yeah. just, I was doing the math in my head because you're telling, you, you threw out a number there and I'm like, when did we meet? We met in 2012.
2: And at that point I was, I was, I think you were on
0: the way back in. Maybe? Yeah. I was like or, on the way
2: back in. And then shortly thereafter, I, I, I want to say that's when the title reign started. Like late Dece- like December, 2012 is when, when I won the title at HPW. And then shortly after that, probably in March of 2013, I won the TASW title and then like
0: Because I remember that, too, because 2013, I was working for HPW, and we were simultaneously champions. You were the uh, heavyweight for HPW, and I was the cruiserweight for HPW uh, that summer of 2013, Mm -hmm. which uh, the shows I was on, I absolutely loved. I loved working for HPW. I have nothing but good things to say about those boys Mm -hmm. uh, and girls. Uh, And I remember working with you and those are some fun days, man. Yeah, and Even man. TASW, when you're at a champ, um, working for Bob, uh, those are, those were fun. I had, a, I had a lot of fun being in the locker room with you. And I'm, that's why I wanted you on this podcast because I respect you. You have a lot of good knowledge and you were one of the guys that you walked in and I, you always shook my hand. I always shook your hand. We always had mutual respect for each other, but it was immediate. Yeah. You never made me feel like, all right, you're this Colorado kid and no one knows you. Yeah you you gave me a lot of good kind words about my matches uh constructive criticism which you were never afraid to do yeah. you came to my face and always said hey look that looked good and then i looked like crap yeah. and you should work on this yeah. uh and that was why i'm glad you're on the podcast too because you never went behind my back
2: <laughs> no no I, I i think the the thing is like if i see someone that's trying but maybe just doesn't know because it would just we learn as we perform and sure. then it's like who who did you train with and and all that, and at the same time, you know, from talking to guys that have, you know, again, guys like Booker and Bruce and a few others, it's just that idea of just passing that knowledge along, not in a way, again, if I, if I see guys that just don't care, I'm, you know, and they ask me how their matches, is, I'm kind of like everyone else, great match. But I know that the biggest problem I had and probably why I did come to Booker's was that exact reason. Like, I'd go to the back as a champion or whatnot and have, pe- I'd ask people, and mm-hmm. I'd be like, no, give me specifics, and I'd get no feedback other than, no, it was good, this, that, and the other, and I'm like, I hear the crowd, I understand that, but again, right. I want to get, I don't want to be here, I want to be, I want to be rock, or I want to be Austin, yeah. um, but I think what, what ended up happening is, I think around 2014, yeah, well, no, I, I, I take it, like, probably in the midst of 2013, I remember I was wrestling Abel Andrew Jackson. It was just one of, for reality Another wrestling. great guy. Yeah, awesome. Um, that guy, I mean, I, I've known him since he was Nico and Voodoo and all that. I,
0: I was in the Nico days. Yeah, Nico, when I, met I, him. I knew him when, uh, yeah. when he
2: was Voodoo, so like his very first few matches. And, and then, he was
0: another guy that, like you're about to say, uh, you walk in a locker room with him, he demands respect without demanding respect. Yeah, he's
2: just, he just he just walks in and he kind of commands it just by... Just sheer and presence. Super
0: nice to me on all the shows I was on him with. Shook my hand. shook I shook his. I, same thing. Yeah. He would come to me every now and, and again. Hey, that looked good. Try this. Yeah. You know, one of those guys. He's yeah. just one of those guys. Uh, I just want to really go back because you said something about how you dropped the ball on the knowledge that Book could have gave you at that time. I feel the same way because Book gave me a tryout in 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, put me on one of his cards. I, I wrestled Silky Banes. Okay. And... Again, I I remember that locker room because he criticized everybody about their matches in depth. Broke everybody down. No punches were held back. And I remember going up to him going, okay, this is going to be bad. And he just flat out told me he liked my look and he wanted to see me in the gym. And I I did go to the gym a little bit, but I dropped the ball on that because of finances. I I should go back now, but I want to get in better shape. But jumping back into what you're saying, you're working with Nico. It's 2013 yeah we're... we were getting
2: like i'm in the midst of other title runs and i had uh, when i had taken time away to recoup from my injuries i started kind of creating a wrestling bucket list i knew the end was closer than the beginning i knew okay let's be realistic i'm about to turn 38 at that point 39 i at that point i'm like okay this is a young man's game that's just just how it is so you know what's the future um and I'm in the midst of other runs, but I remember going, I really want to go back and work with book again. I just do. I think we're very similar. So why not just take away the ego in my, and for me, take away my ego and just, just accept the knowledge for what it is and don't get so wrapped up And my, when I came back from injury, my attitude changed because I was just happy to be performing But I remember wrestling Nico or at the time he's, you know, at this point he's able Andrew Jackson. And it's early in the match. I, I screw up my opening shine. I'm off a step, a step or two. And I hear a couple of chuckles and that was rare. And now I distinctly remember because it was like a week or two after my, right after my grandmother passed. So I could have just justified it as, well, I'm still mourning, I'm still grieving. Because uh, she was one of my biggest supporters, but I, I think it was just okay. I can't do this forever. So what's next? And I, I wanted to kind of have a graceful, not necessarily exit, but kind of as much as you can do it. Control how you get out of this, right? Uh, so I'm not re- throwing the retirement word out no, there. Either. No, no, because uh, I, I have too much respect for the business to say that. And then. Still have the itching to want to do it.
0: And before we get into this, I just want to say, during that time before you started feeling like that, we were in so many rumbles
2: together. Oh my God, it was always uh, it was so crazy because I, you know, I, I love Bob and TASW. I, I that was w- another one of those things on my bucket list was winning that TASW title. So when I won that title, I that was my WrestleMania moment. i beat Q <laughs> at the Rumble. It was like humble Rumble nineteen. It was it was everything i could have possibly what, hoped for. what humble rumble was i on i might have been on that humble you, you might have been on there but uh, but the, the funny thing is that it, you and i both know that you would do your your match and i at the once i started winning the belt it became kind of ridiculous because i'm like why am i in the rumble i'm the champ like what's the goal of me right. winning it uh so i would always try to find a creative way and of course with bob it was always like a weapons match and i luckily would have a belt so i'd be like that's my weapon or uh <laughs> My boot's my weapon. I will just kick you in the <laughs> face. I don't need any kind of thing. What, uh,
0: I, I, what I loved about when I moved uh, out to Houston and started working for Bob is that I didn't know the Rumble Clause. Yes.
2: <laughs> you didn't know that you were uh, in for the double duty. So. Yeah,
0: so I remember getting out of my stretchy pants and going, oh, man, that was such a great match. And they'd come back, like, all right, guys, ready for the Rumble? And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, fighting to get back in my stretchy pants. And that but... would be
2: the thing, too. Like, I, would, I, I remember if I'd ever consult on shows that were ran by Bob, I would. Tell all the talent. I go your your first match, whatever your singles match, tag team matches. Treat that as your introduction to this crowd because more more, more than likely we're working for a new new group of people. And then I would say and then continue that story during the Rumble. Can
0: I can I tell tell the listeners a Diva story for you real quick? Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I remember specifically we were on a card which that happened where uh-huh. we were we got done working. You were. I think in the semi-main or main, mm-hmm. and there was a rumble, but they nobody told us. And I think so, even some people disclosed, no rumble. No rumble. No. I don't think it's going to be a rumble. So I remember you getting out of your clothes and, and getting out of your stretchy pants, your tights and whatnot. Yes. <laughs> and somebody came in, hey, guys, get back in your gear. There's going to be a rumble. And you went into diva mode. And I don't mean that to be offensive or nothing. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I,
2: I could be a diva. Yeah, so. and
0: you went, you were flat out like, no. No, I'm not doing it. And I'm just not doing it. And I just looked at you because I felt the same way you did at the time. But you obviously being the vet, you have that right to say, no, I'm not doing well, it. Well, no, I
2: mean, you know, honestly, you want to do what the promoter does, but I but for me, what would always get me like, especially in that situation, tell me when I get to the building. Yeah. Hey, we're gonna you're gonna wrestle twice. Don't tell me don't spring it on me once I get out of my gear. Cause you know as well as I do. It's great to put it on. But once you start taking it off, it becomes a process. You don't. You're, you're just like yes. nope. I and but, in some ways, I turn off Demarco. I just don't. I'm like, cool. We, get, think- we had our thing. We did our performance. <laughs> now it's time to get into Steve mode and get out of here because it's you know, I just wait to get paid. Be cool and then like that. And well, it would. Demarco well- would go. <laughs> wait, what? no 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 and then it just would... what was so
0: funny is because i felt your pain i I knew exactly what you were thinking and i wanted to like take a stand next to you and go <laughs> nope i'm not doing it either and they sit there but and i was so green you know into houston <laughs> yeah, you had i, like, to do the I right, gotta do yeah, it yeah. so that's just a funny yeah. story i have with you yeah uh, other than, you know, we, we fate, we've never had a match match. No, we, yeah, I think you've just super kicked me a couple times while in rumble. Yeah. That's always
2: the uh, <laughs> kid just watched the kick, um, yeah. <laughs> but, but going yeah.
0: going into 2013. So now you've come back to books and you know, your, your, uh, your ride is starting to come down. You've already been TASW champion. You've been a hurricane pro uh, heavyweight champion. You've gotten these accolades under your belt now. And mm-hmm. a manner of speaking, you had the belt. Uh so now you come back to books and did you come back to him saying, "Hey, I want to help these guys?" Or did they did you come back saying, "What can I do for you and what can you teach me?"
2: What did you it, do? it was uh yeah, when I came to him back to him, you know, again, anytime you leave a company, you don't know how you're going to be received. And the big thing for me was um That was what I was most concerned with, is how Book and I were going to react to each other. And I remember coming to Clear Lake Sports Recreation Center the first time, I think it was maybe the second, maybe the first or second uh, reality wrestling taping uh, with Dojo Productions, who were going to eventually become the video production company for Book for a time. Um, And Book walking to his RV and us seeing each other in the parking lot and him just coming and giving me the biggest hug and saying I'm so glad you're here. Let's work together and make make good re- you know, make a good show. And that was all that I was concerned with. I didn't care where I was on the card. I was just going to p- put forth the best effort that I could. Uh, at the same time trying to not think of myself as a role player, you know, fall into those those valleys that a lot of talent can fall into when they don't feel like they're getting the proper shine. Like I'm like If you give me five minutes and two of it's just for me, I'm going to make it the best two minutes that I can possibly make it. Um, It really, the mentoring stuff or like coaching stuff just kind of happened. It was just one of those situations kind of like I would do at any other locker room. Guys would come up to me because for a lot of them, I'd been part of PWA and now I'm coming back and I did have, uh, you know, uh, I did do a lot of stuff within the industry. And as far as not just being a performer, but also booking and and working with talent and show running and all of that, that guys, especially at that point, it was just fine tuning everybody. Uh, And then working with Kevin hand in hand. And I do recall having a conversation with Kevin watching the rumble of 2013. And it was right after that, that match with Abel Andrew Jackson. And I did tell him, Hey, I don't know how much longer I can do this. And he said, well, what would you want to do? Like ultimately, if you could remain in the industry, what would you want to do? And I said, I think I'm a great coach. I don't think I want to show run. I think I put too much, uh, being a show runner, you just can burn yourself out if you, if you don't, um, if you allow yourself to. And I'm, I'm prone to do that. So I said, but working with talent and kind of fine tuning them that would be cool, or working with them with promos because you know I've always been someone that people consider a pretty solid guy on a mic um you have i I remember
0: I've been known as a promo guy myself yeah. I, I can do that yeah uh, well, I like to say yeah and I remember watching your promos uh, on the shows that we were on the on the that we were on together and going you've got a very unique way of getting the crowd behind you, whether or not they were booing you. Cause I did see some of them boo yeah. you as the cocky, sexy Steve DeMarco. Yeah. And then I saw a lot of them just eating out of the palm of your hands when it came to you being just sexy Steve DeMarco, the superstar. Yeah, yeah, just, uh, so, yeah,
2: we, I was in that weird place where I knew they respected me, but the, ultimately it always came from a partial believability. Like I believed anytime I was on the mic that there was no one that could touch me. Like you could put Steve Austin in that ring with me. And if we were doing promo for promo i would I would try to outdo him. I wouldn't care,
0: yeah it was secretly in my mind too. if I was ever on a show with you uh and they gave me the mic and gave me a promo and I knew you're on this is just a competitive nature yeah, between yeah. the two of us i said i'm I'm gonna have a better promo than yeah you. yeah and yeah. I, I I did I worked on that i yeah. I wanted that because you did you had a very good uh presence about your
2: promos and and how you did that so 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 now that that was in 2013. Yeah, and, and now, 2014. Well, so then you you fast forward a little bit to about 2014. The latter part of 2013, my plan was always once I started dropping titles I I wasn't going to tell them, "Hey, I'm going to take a break." I wasn't going to give them a time of when I would take a break. But I always said if I drop the title, just consider a, at least give me a show or two off. Um because I, I didn't feel like, okay, let's do a rematch. Well, we've already been there, done that, and why stick me in something else? Because that's predominantly what all any promotions do. Like, they kind of, they don't always adhere to storylines. Because, again, they're, how, whenever they're running and whatnot. So, I think there were just a couple of instances where that, that negative part of my psyche would just kind of overwhelm the joy of performing. Like... Uh, and at, at places where I felt like, okay, it shouldn't be like that. Like for instance, TASW lose the title, drop it to dark star. Didn't come back till the rumble. I got approached about, you have two options. You can wrestle in the triple thread with Cedric Payne and kid ransom, which I had no history with. And I thought, well, what, what's that? Or you can, you can ref the, the title match which would feature Darkstar Jason Sullivan, which a year later, a year previous, we had battled each other in a triple threat for that same exact belt. So there was that. There was wrestling Hurricane Pro, wrestling AJ Rush, not seeing, think, being really hyped for that match, feeling it was going to be a great match, but also feeling like we're never going to, no one else is going to see it. So then in the back of my head, what's the payoff? What am, why? Um, and then and it's, it's ultimately what we want besides money. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> if, if you want, can't, if you got to be yeah. realistic, if you're in, in, on this level, the money's never going to be the thing, right? It's the performing and then having a record of that performance. Yeah.
0: And, and doing it in front of a live audience and have, a, a, when I say live audience, I mean them to be live for yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, and that, you're right. Having film yeah. and, and may, having that match mean something, yeah. uh, and, and you being on a card. Where you matter, yeah. You know, not just you know. And, and again, not to say that you had a a status, but you do. When they put the strap on you and they say you're the face of the company, you're the you're the leader of the company. After you lose that belt, you're still gonna be known as the top guy, so to speak, and, 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 and it, be treated like that. Yeah.
2: So I mean, it was that, and I think you know, I did the PCW reunion show, which ended up it was just a couple things, like from a business side they they wanted you to sell tickets uh and you would get half the money and they would get half well i'm in houston i don't live in arlington how is that gonna work i can tell people go go to the venue and get the tickets i never understood and again this might sound like i'm being bitter i never
0: understood a promoter Mm -hmm. asking us to go out and sell tickets and promote yeah um don't get me wrong. I promote on social media and I do those types of things, but I'll, I'll never understand. And again, this is indie, so it's very different. It, you know, we do have to go out and promote. It's just, you're paying us to wrestle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well,
2: uh, well, you know, so, so there was that. Then it was, I thought it was going to be a PCW reunion show with a lot of my friends. Wasn't really the case. It was a dual show. It was an MPX PCW super show. I had a lot of MPX talent. I remember that
0: show. Yeah,
2: so driving up there, not you know, I got to sell my merch, which was fine. Uh, so I, I broke even, and my match was really just in essence a segment because for me that's how I treat it. It's the int- you know, it's the entrance, it's the promo, it's it's whatever the match is, and it's the outro, it's the whole performance. We did about six minutes because three matches in, they're about an hour. They're running an hour behind. So I'm like, okay, well, you've got 12 matches. You're on match four. By the time you get to mine, we're halfway through. Uh, Richard will do a, f- you want a five-minute segment? Like, uh, my opponent's a big talker. Uh, you know, I'll come out, try to say a few words. He'll come out. He'll say a few words. He'll cut me off, this, that, and the other. I'll hit the big kick, pin him. After the bell rings, you know, he'll continue to talk. I'll kick him in the face, one, two, three. And he was like, that's exactly what I need. And then I got to say my farewell. Now, mind you, that was sick, a six-minute segment. I drove four hours to go there. And I think in the midst of it, I just said, okay, I can continue to do this. I can continue to perform and just perform for performance sake. Or I can be part of something. And maybe performing's not where I need to be. Maybe being behind the scenes. Because, again, this is a young man's business. It's not predicated on when I, when I broke in, I was 25 because
0: you're the same age as me when I broke in. And,
2: and that's the thing. And I know I looked at guy, you know, I looked at DDPs 35. I looked at Batiste's 38, 39 before he gets, gets called up to the main roster or uh, Booker T started at 25. Um, it's different now. You got very guys who yeah. start at 14 or girls who start at 14. So by the time they're 20, you, you know, it's at this, at this point, if you're, 25 and not in WWE unless you you have created a name elsewhere you're not they're not looking at you you're right so I I, I know
0: what you mean and I'm there yeah
2: yeah, and the truth is I looked at I kind of looked at my options and I said okay again I could work for Bob I could work for Curtis I could go talk to MPX and try to make that drive every couple of months, you know, every couple of weeks I could go to ACW. Like I could talk to friends and be like, look, I just want to be part of the roster or I live in Houston. I work with book. I like working with book at this point. Now we have Bruce so that Bruce Pritchard's another great mind in the business. Why not feed off him? I get to work with Kevin who I have a lot of respect for. We've worked hand in hand with each other on, on a few projects. Justin and dojo productions was there. So I looked at it as we had a national deal and a local TV deal and we're doing internet, you know, in essence, internet television. So why not stay there?
0: And that's where we're at now um, with Booker T running Reality of Wrestling. Right. So your role currently with Booker T and Reality of Wrestling is very much behind the scenes. Right. It's producer, pretty much. Producer, um, are you working hand-in-hand with the talent and helping build them up creatively? Um, How much influence are you having on the young roster now, whether or not they're in the limelight of reality wrestling on TV or I'm talking about the rookies that are still, you know, clawing? Are you heavily involved with those gentlemen and girls?
2: as far as like initially my it would just really be show days. I would be there just kind of as a match agent or producer. If we had uh, if we were filming any promos, I would be there to kind of offer them different ways or different approaches on how to do it not just do one take but figure out what you're really trying to say and what's really the message and what's really the story and recently as of maybe a few months I've started to go and kinda lead these character development sessions which is in essence like promo class but really getting at the heart of what your character is ultimately going to be and that goes for Everyone from people that are just really starting out to, you know, guys like Q and Ruthless Ryan Davidson and Gino and Brian Keith. And, you said
0: Gino, man. That kid. That from kid's where? on another
2: uh, on another level. Like, I, I, I probably said on my YouTube show uh, in the summer that I would see him be world champ 2016. That's what I thought. You know, because I thought from the time he debuted on the show. You. He just. Oh, man, yeah. he just. uh Just from how to work TV, how to work those cameras and still keep the people interested and still make them feel like they're a part of it. And also just having such talent, but understanding where to put that stuff.
0: I, and not to give anything away from Gino or nothing, um, he, he worked for TSW too. I remember working him within the first year that I moved here and we had good matches and then we had some flops mm-hmm. either way. I, and I think the flops weren't his fault. They were mine. So to speak, because I just wasn't able to keep up with him because yeah. he was so good. Yeah. And, uh, that's, that's where I dropped the ball. And I remember going to him going, dude, like you're, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> like slow down a little bit for me, please. Like cater to me. Cause I, I just can't go yeah. the way you can. Yeah. Uh, but again, the, the kid, and I say kid loosely because you know he's a young man, but he's young. Uh, he's he's on fire. Yeah. And, and mean, how much? Hand, how much? If you can pick somebody on the ROW roster right now that you've heavily influenced, who's somebody that you can look at going, this kid's gonna either be something, or I've helped him. Is there anything that we can pinpoint? Say that I mean, has sexy I, Steve DeMarco's finger on it, I, or?
2: I mean, I would say, um, you know, I've worked with Q because he's transitioning from being a masked character do being unmasked uh ultimately i think you know i thought that was shocking i'm not gonna yeah lie. i mean when uh, the you know, mask again, came off i said well Whoa. yeah because i mean we that's all we'd ever known yeah I mean, I, you know and i've had him on a bunch of my I, from i saw him at a, a show which was wow was the first time i saw him got to work him in like uh like an, a 15 minute iron man match which uh, is ludicrous when you when you kind of sit back and think but it's like a We want to have a 15 minute Ironman match, but anyway, uh, thought he was really talented but really raw. Then when I had him at IWE, it was kind of uh, let's get more out of the character. I remember working IWE too. (laughs) Yeah, so getting that and then um, you know working hand in hand with Ruthless and uh, um, Brian Keith and There's another name. Yeah, Brian Keith. Uh,
0: I worked him. You know, the first year I moved here as well. Uh, We had some phenomenal matches, and I think we tagged together on a couple. Just random shows. But another kid that I looked at and I said, you have got it. Yeah. He had a look. Mm-hmm. He had – okay, this is going to sound really weird, but it's this is pro wrestling. The kid has a smile yeah. that just screams photograph. Like, yeah, yeah. He has something about him. He has a look. His face yeah. is like – Take pictures of him because yeah. he, this kid's something special, mm-hmm. and I'm, I want him on the podcast soon too uh, because he's a guy that's uh, shining in reality yeah. wrestling right now. You know, he's somebody to look out for. He's still young, well, enough. And, he's and, going somewhere.
2: And he's he's proof of a guy, uh, you know, kind of like behind the scenes. You know, a lot with 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 reality wrestling. You know, the tearing up, the 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 setting up, the tearing down, the 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 flyer passing out, all of that, like. Brian even before he was on the show,
0: still paying dues. Just
2: pay, and he's still paying his dues as as a champion. He's passing out flyers. You know, he's always constantly him and Gino and like uh, Jonathan Vega, who's uh, been been there for a bit. But again, like
0: and Vega, I remember uh, that young man too. Uh, he's a guy that uh, we didn't necessarily see eye to eye when I first met him in mm-hmm. TSW, and I was training out there when I moved here. Uh, and it wasn't because I didn't think the kid was any good; just that he was so he was. To me, and again, I hope he listens to this because I, I don't want this to be a shoot on him. He was just so unpolished, yeah. And I'm not saying that I'm the vet or anything, and that I was way better than him because I wasn't. It's just I saw so much of myself in him. I said, You, you definitely are a diamond, you just need to be polished, like you, you got. And now I'm seeing him work and whatnot. And again, the kid has a, a very good look about himself. Yeah. I, I just I saw that in him, and, and again, I don't know if. We didn't see eye to eye at the beginning because I was not necessarily hard on him, but I remember being in the gym going, do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again. Mm -hmm. You you need to work on it. And he got really frustrated with me and my attitude because I just wanted to work with him because he was the one that I saw, him and Brian Keith both, I said, you two are going to be something special. And now they are. And I'm so proud of those guys and what they're doing. Those guys are awesome. Yeah, and I
2: mean, you know, and then I kind of offer little tidbits to – pretty much anyone who asked me within the roster and and, you know as far as like new talent like working with ivory robin and um working with some of the legion guys although like what they have from uh just from a presentation standpoint is just so different than what you know anything that i've seen um but yeah i mean there's there's some guys that i a lot of guys do come to me like even even to this day, Ryan will come to me or Abel Ruth, will come Ruth to me. Ruth is
0: Ryan. I'm uh, man, that guy. That
2: guy. He's another <laughs> one. Like I, there's certain guys that I look at, and, and it's a it's it's no taken away from anyone that's there, but there's a small list of guys that I I go. If you put them on an NXT or a Ring of Honor or even WWE, um, I think given time they could be major players there. Um, you know, I look at ruthless. I've always thought, I mean, I've made, you know, he calls himself the cornerstone. I know f- from working with him that I've put him in positions like that because he's just <laughs> so, I remember him working Austin roads. The first time I ever saw Ryan work, he was working Austin roads at, at a wow show. And it was about a 15, 20 minute match. And he never stopped talking. Like he never lost his win. Like he just, I couldn't understand. Cause he's such a big, you know, he's I... such a big presence. And then getting to work him and the chemistry he and I would have.
0: I know exactly what you mean because I got put on a, on a card with him and and they booked me against him. Same thing. Uh, he's the – he's like the easy – how do I say this? He's the easiest, hardest match I've ever had. Yeah. Because I, I didn't know him, but I saw how big he was, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this guy's going to hurt me. and In a good way, not like he's dangerous. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, he came to me and he goes, hey uh, – just be cool. I got you. Don't worry about it. We're going to work on it. Let's do this. I'm going to give you your spots. And we went out there, and like you said, he never shut up. He kept running his mouth. We had a phenomenal match. I remember going to the back and hugging the guy going, dude, that was so much fun. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of disappointed at the fact that we've only had one match other than rumbles that we were yeah. in. But we had one match that I can look back at and go, wow, that was a lot of fun. Because yeah. he's got a really good mind for it, too. Yeah. And you're right. I could definitely see him being a good – fit for an NXT or a ring of honor is given the opportunity. I I, I look
2: at him. I look at, you know, Q definitely just from just, just from unnatural talent, just from an agility standpoint for a guy, his size to do what he does. But aside from them, like I looked at the Lockhart to think, man, give if they did kind of a throwback gimmick NXT, they could probably work. Cause I never thought they were going to
0: break up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But when they did, Um, I was like, wow, that's great.
2: Um, but, I mean, you take a guy like Gino. I think Gino, give him one or two more years, just let him fill out so that he's not one of those guys that's just kind of maturing. You're witnessing him mature. mature. You could witness him mature at reality wrestling, but I think in a year or two, that guy should be a major player wherever because he's just, if anything, for some guys, it's the wrestling part's one thing, and then you could be a great performer in that ring, but then... The complete, like, other part of it is the promo side. And that's just something that's lost on so much talent. Just the idea of cutting a promo um, that people will believe in. You know? Gino's got that. Yeah. <laughs> I, and, and that's and a it's, guy that, like, yeah. I work with. You know, we work together, and it's it's mainly, like, I, I tell him, because uh, he's such a good kid when he's not. You know, when the camera's not, yeah, no, I, I know him. I know the like guy. In the I, back t- corner, I yeah. tell him, uh, after we're done setting up, become Gino, just turn it on at 3 p.m. and keep it on until the show ends, just so that you're that guy. Yeah, because uh, the hardest thing I think for some guys is turning it on and being able to turn it on right, you know, right before they come out the kernel. Like, I've always been, it's a process to get into that, that mindset or that mode because it really just. For me, it always became kind of a transformation. Um, you know, the drive to the building was always okay. I'm preparing to unleash this ego maniacal guy. That's you know, um, to become Batman. You know, I'm and just that's a,
1: that's who Romeo is. Yeah. Like Romeo
0: is is not you know yeah he's he's the geek. That's who he's trying to not trying to be. That who he who he is. You know that this guy's gonna read a comic book either before his match or and after the match. And he's going to do everything he can in the match to personify his favorite superhero in that match. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this, and we're, gonna, we're winding it down now. Uh, so right now you're still working with all the talent and reality of wrestling. Um, and again, you have so much respect for the business that you have not thrown the retirement word out there. Have we seen the last of Sexy Steve DeMarco, or do you think, given the right circumstance, we could see you back in the squared circle doing something nice? Oh.
2: I I, I would put it this way. Um, I'm always open to to an idea, but it I will not just go and be another guy on the card. Like even though I I feel like if you put me on the card, I, I've obviously always said there's no show without Steve Demarco. So I obviously have that bravado, and I believe that regardless of where you put me in a match I, or on a show, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the best thing out there. At the same time, I want a reason to get out of my apartment to be at a show. Um, so I want some incentive. And for me, it is footage, if nothing else. Like, pay me. I'm not asking you to pay me more than what you would pay the other boys. I understand that I may want more because I feel like I deserve it because I don't just bring a performer. I can help in other aspects. Um,
0: and you do. I see so many sexy Steve Demarco shirts. <laughs> I see the merch going out there. When When you're on the card, there are – you have those fans that break out the Marco shirts and like the Marco shirts are like, "Yeah, he's going to be yeah. on there. I want to be there. And yeah. you do, you do bring value to a locker room, both inside in in the back and inside the ring. Um, whether it be the fans or your opponent. And mm-hmm. I do see that. And I have always since I moved to here to Houston. And, um, so yeah, I, I'm really happy to hear that you're working with reality of wrestling. That's awesome. I'm really glad that we were able to reach out to each other to hanker down this podcast. Um, so we're, besides Reality of Wrestling, uh, obviously, check out Reality Wrestling. and Re-
2: RealityWrestling.com. That's, uh, obviously, if you're in, in the Houston area at CW39, 11 a.m., Sunday mornings, That's, uh, you can definitely see it there. Or go to, go to RealityWrestling.com uh, or, or YouTube. Go to their YouTube page. They usually post the show that airs so that if you're not in the Houston area or you don't get to CW39 or it's not airing on that particular CW affiliate, you can at least watch it on YouTube uh, usually they come out a day after day or two after um, but it's have an internet show, right? Or, yeah, or you I have, have a... like, uh, I, I mean, we're filming, we're, 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 uh, recording this. Um, my next YouTube video will actually be my first podcast. I'm going to do, it's called the Lucha lounge with Steve DeMarco. Uh, it's going to be, uh, basically I, I've been doing YouTube or been on YouTube for about nine years. Um, at first, they were vlogs, and then they became kind of uh, observations of what YouTubers were saying about wrestling and wrestlers. I felt at the time it was very a negative place, like they would criticize every wrestler out there. And it was like, have you ever bumped? Have you ever done this? Have you ever done that? Uh, but at the same time, hey, I understand your fans. I'm a fan, too. Um, so it was observational, and then I've done some conversations. Well, what's your stuff. channel called? It is uh, Steve DeMarco this point um and then the podcast is um the lucha lounge with steve demarco so um so you're
0: you're diving into the podcast world like i have
2: yes yes (laughs) i'm kind of uh doing it uh in reverse because i've talked to some podcasters and most of them are trying to transition not just doing podcast but doing video and i'm going from video to i'm mean, going to still do the youtube uh still have a youtube channel but then i will also do the podcast here and there. well who knows we might help each other out so yeah That'd yeah i definitely will uh you know since you've gotten to see my geekdom uh <laughs> palace i would like to see the man cave so we can compare notes as far as what we. oh both got man going
0: on. absolutely man i i must say i'm really glad we were able to reach out to each other and get each other uh or get you on this podcast uh this was Awesome! I think this is, the fans are going to love this. So I really appreciate. I don't, I don't think this is going to be uh, a one-shot deal. I really want to get you back on, especially with these uh, movie reviews. Oh uh, man, uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh,
2: if uh, if we haven't talked before, like if when Deadpool comes out or when Batman v Superman, because uh, I'm sure we will have a heated debate, yeah. or uh, at, or you know, again, I just enjoy. The fact that it's it's out there, it's comic books come to life. Like you don't yeah. have to uh, you don't have to even watch a cartoon now. You can actually watch. Like the stuff that they're doing with Flash and Green Arrow. And, oh, we, oh my that's God. a whole new podcast. Yeah, yeah. Or Supergirl. <laughs> God, man. It's that's just, a great show. Yeah, man. Yeah, All man. of those are great. Yeah. You're
0: right. So, uh, yeah, this definitely probably well, – I'm saying it right now. This won't be the last time you're on this show. So where can they get a hold of you if they different want to, like, you know, if any indie wrestlers are listening to this, whether you be in Houston or anywhere and you want to pick uh, Steve DeMarco's mind, how do they get a hold of you?
2: Uh, definitely go to uh, Facebook. I've got two pages. One's a fan page. One's uh, one's my my page, it's Steve DeMarco. You can search it. I'm one of the only few Steve DeMarcos out there, um, or you can follow me on Twitter. It's uh, at Steve underscore d e underscore Marco, um, or Instagram. Uh, or uh, you know, most people have had my number because my numbers, my cell phone number has been the same for like 20, <laughs> 21 years. It has never changed. Uh, so I'm usually pretty easy to get a hold of. And honestly, I love talking wrestling and love talking shop. I'm never never too busy to do that. And people who want to pick my brain or want me to, you know, they want to send me a match, want me to critique it. I'm, I'm more than willing, but do understand that if you don't know me, I am completely critical. And I look for the absolute best in everybody because I just want the business to be great. So uh
0: well, I think this is awesome and I think you're going to end up having some people reach out to you. At least I hope so cuz you guys definitely need to pick this guy's mind both in wrestling and in comic books <laughs> cuz he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> so again, uh Sexy Steve, I really appreciate you being on Geeks and Wrestling and uh this won't be the last time. I appreciate it. Thanks you know, time,
2: I just man. <laughs> uh man, we could have uh, we could have been a great tag team, Romeo and Demarco, man. You know,
0: it. and it's still not too far away. We, no, no, we no. Still I'm, not, make no. That I'm still waiting for the
2: Ryan Davidson, Steve DeMarco, Ruth uh sexy ruthlessness uh sexy uh sweet meat t-shirts but um well, yeah you,
0: you it, know the chess club has just started oh and man I, uh, if I you mean, ever if wanted you to join uh, the chess club
2: hey uh <laughs> you know i can always be the haku of the group no I, you know if you ever need a if you ever need a big folly no i'm just kidding um uh, yeah man i god uh i mean again i like i said i'm not uh not retiring anytime soon so if you ever need a need a buddy i do know how to play chess man so i know it's not checkers it's chess
0: uh, (laughs) all right i'll keep that in mind at the
2: very least i'd love a shirt at some point so uh we will definitely exchange something (laughs) i need a sexy steve shirt
0: (laughs) all right man well again thanks for being on and i appreciate it thanks for your time no problem
2: Woo, man
1: (laughs) awesome i know right
0: i mean we we finally finish it up. Uh, I don't think Sexy Steve is going to be just a, a fly by night guy on the on the Geeks and Wrestling podcast. I think I'm going to have to have him back. Uh, you know, he's he just he's got so much that we we covered in two episodes, and we're still got more things that even after we you know hit hit the stop button on the record, uh, man, we're still talking about stuff. And and the same thing uh, on a show that I recently did this weekend. It's like we still have so much we can talk about, and just we. We always have more and more and more content. And, you know, we talked about it in the show is that like wrestling and geeky culture is just something that we have endless conversations about, especially when it's two worlds that we completely both love. So a big thank you to Sexy Steve. Uh, Thank you so much for being on the Geeks and Wrestling podcast. I had a blast with that guy. So thanks again. I hope you guys liked it. Uh, So let's move on real quick after we heard that great interview here. I want to talk about some wrestling because I want to tell you about my wrestling weekend Okay, because it was a blast and it was tiring. Good Lord. I didn't get much sleep at all, but hey, it's the life in the Indies. So, well, you're going to say something? No, no, no. Okay, I, was, you,
1: I, I was gonna say what I was gonna say. You're a worldly man because you're like traveling <laughs> everywhere.
0: Um, I wouldn't say worldly. I wish I was worldly, but you
2: know, eventually I'll get those bookings. To another well, parts right of now, the world.
1: Well, you said I wouldn't say worldly. That's why I stopped myself. I'm like, ah, this, I wouldn't say worldly. No, not <laughs> that's at why all. I didn't say anything. Okay,
2: good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you for, for limiting me and bringing me back down to where I uh, need
1: to be. <laughs> for a minute, I said, Yeah, wow, he's a worldly man. Then I stopped myself. And no. they were like, Were well, you going to say something? Like, ah, I, I retract that. Uh, yeah, my yeah thought. you retract that.
0: <laughs> 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 no, but man, uh, so we go back and I wrestled, um, you know, on I, I started my, my adventure on the 11th, okay. uh, in which I started it with PWA. Uh, I wrestled Prince Canoe. Uh, and I beat the guy. I beat him. One, two, three. Finally. Finally. I beat him. And uh, the fans ate it up. They love it. I beat him. Uh, but I don't think that feud is resolved yet. So uh, PWA, I'm pretty sure you're going to see Romeo Falcon versus Prince Canoe again. So great show, great crowd, uh, great turnout. And then you jump into the 12th. Uh, we're going to Payne Springs, just our south of Dallas. And once again, I wrestle Prince Canoe. <laughs> You know, it's just like, I, I I can't get away from this guy. You know, he's like following me all the way around Texas. I can't get away from this man. So sure enough, I wrestled Prince Canoe uh, in, in Dallas, and he introduces the K.O.D., his new faction and group, the Kingdom of Dominance. Okay. Okay. And let me just tell you, he, he, he got um, Sebastian Envy on his team. And then... I didn't even know the third guy was going to be. I thought oh, the KOD was just these two guys. So they tagged me with Luther Black, the g- greatest baby face for NTWA. He's the fireman. We wrestle in a firehouse. It just makes sense. Okay. We tag against these two guys of the KOD. What does Luther do? Stabs Romeo Falcon in the back and joins the KOD. And all three of these guys leave me in a pool of blood in the middle of the ring. Well, okay, I wasn't bleeding, but still, you get the picture. So they leave me in the middle. After decimating me, they hit me with two big knees to the face.
1: Wait, wait, so your boy jumped to the other side?
0: Yes, he jumped under the KOD. He, you so
1: in other words, you're saying you weren't invited to the party.
0: I don't want to be invited to that party, okay? I don't want to be. But I have a little something for them. At NTWA on the 9th, which we'll get into my upcoming events soon, I got a surprise for the KOD. Okay. A little surprise. So then I travel up to Dallas an hour north to hop on a, on a red-eye. I do not say red-eye, but we hop, it, uh, we hop up on a on an early, early flight Sunday morning to get to Denver, Okay. So, get to Denver, and I'm wrestling for Primo's that night for uh, the Jack Zaylor Memorial Show. I'm talking, when you say the place was full, man, wow. standing room only, in memory of Jack. Uh, it, it was beautiful, man. We had an awesome show. Um, you had um, Matt Seidel and Mike Seidel, uh, both brothers. He used to be Evan Bourne for WWE. They re- Evan Bourne. Um, and they wrestled and had a hell of a match, man. I mean, just put on a great show. And all of this went for Jack. So cool. just, I mean, I had a blast with that. And then last night, oh, I'm sorry. Let me tell you who I wrestled. I'm sorry. because okay. I was in a tournament uh, for the 303 championship. So already I'm in contendership for the 303 championship. So I get to the ring, and I'm waiting for all the appointments because it's a battle royale, man. It's a battle royale tournament style match. And lo and behold, the announcer goes, Also coming to the ring, from Nigeria, Prince Canoe. I'm like, are you serious, man? So here he comes. He follows me from, you know, from from Alvin, Dallas. And then he goes to Denver. And sure enough, but guess who eliminates him? Guess who eliminates him from Romeo Falcon. But the story's not done there, my friend. I eliminate the guy. And I'm about to jump back in. And the miracle that is Tony super kicks me in the mouth. And... And um, Prince Canoe grabs me, sweeps the legs, and boom, I get eliminated.
1: Somehow I see Prince Canoe as, like, this girlfriend that just kind of keeps coming around.
0: That's just terrible. Why would you make that analogy? That is so gross. So gross.
1: Gosh. All right. Well, he keeps following you. Well, he doesn't like me
0: at all. I don't like him, okay? So that's that, man. Uh, You know, so... Uh, But then the royal warrior, Prince Canoe, eliminates me from contendership for the 303 championship. (sighs) So revenge is coming back for this man. And then last night, I wrestled for Tap Wrestling locally here in Houston. And, uh, you know, they welcome me back because I haven't been able to wrestle them conflicting bookings and so forth. And I go out there and I let them know that I'm back. The fans are gracious to welcome me back. They're happy to see me. And this big monster of a man, Big Rig, comes out who just suffered a loss from rookie sensation Haywire, all right? Starts running his mouth about how I couldn't do what was right against the assassin, this masked freak that's running terror on Tap Wrestling. So I'm like, I've moved on from this, okay? Yeah, I didn't get to unmask the guy, but I've had other obligations and bigger fish to fry. Right. Big Rig decides in the middle of my promo, in the middle of my conversation with the fans and the owner of Tap Wrestling he boots me and just starts putting the boots on my face. I mean, look at my face. There's red still. Who you are. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. He puts his boot right in my face. I'm all red on my nose. And sure enough, man, they give me the match against Big Rig uh, last night. And I go out there. I'm tearing the house down against this guy. I'm giving him forearm to the forearm to the face. I mean, I'm taking it to this man. But, you know, I got to give credit where credit is due. He's a large man. He's a powerful man. He's strong as hell. He's like a flipping alcohol driven ox. Okay. Oh. <laughs> he, he's a big old guy, man. Uh, and you know, bottom line is, uh, he ended up booting my head into the uh, steel pole and, uh, completely rang my bell. And when I got back in, um, you know, I, I, held up as long as I could, but the guy ended up pile driving me. And, and I, at, at that, after that, I don't really remember what happened. Um, he pile drive me. And from what I, uh, from a watch from the tape, he picked me up and he, and he gave me a power bomb. And, uh, it was lights out, man. I I will say he put me out, you know, it's one of those things where he's a, he's a strong guy. So I need to reevaluate what I'm going to do to take this guy out. Uh, so I, you know, the next time I'm at tap, you best believe I want my revenge against big rig. That's all I got to say about
1: that. Well, there's a good side to your story.
0: Uh, the good side is I'm alive. (laughs) No, but... And
1: and you didn't fight uh, Prince Canoe. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I didn't fight uh, Prince uh, Canoe uh, again, (laughs) but I I don't care. I I will fight that man until the dying days because that guy is like my arch rival now. So, but I do have a funny story about my uh, trip to Denver. So, um, I traveled with a a friend of mine, um, Charles. So I want to just say hi, Charles. So... Charles and myself went ahead and traveled together you know on this on this wrestling road trip he was my road buddy
1: wait wait hold on you know what's really interesting what's is that? that how you just went to hype animated like you're telling me everything, and all of a sudden, you just took it down. And I'm,
0: I'm going to take it down <laughs> to bring it way back up. Okay. It's, it's just a roller coaster. It must, it, it must yeah. have been
1: an interesting Or it's going to be an interesting it's story. It's an
0: interesting story. <laughs> it's a roller coaster ride. So you guys went up and you heard about Romeo Falcon and all of his wrestling antics. And now let's go for a ride. Let's go for a ride. <laughs> okay. the, the, the roller coaster is starting <laughs> over. So we already circled. We're going to go on it again. <laughs> all right? So so here's the, here's the deal. So uh, we show up, me and Charles, a uh, group of us that are traveling, our, my wrestling road buddies and uh we're traveling okay and uh you know we're at a tj maxx in conroe prior to traveling up north and I, I i tell uh charles who's accompanying me to denver i say hey charles did you pack warm clothes he looks at me and goes what warm clothes did you pack a jacket perhaps a hoodie maybe a sweater of some kind Ooh. It gets cold up north it gets cold up north and denver snowiest months are march and april So I look at the guy and I'm like, you, you pack some stuff, right? He goes, no, no, I didn't. I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) You didn't pack anything? (laughs) So we're at TJ Maxx. We find a couple jackets, reasonably priced jackets. And I'm like, we get these jackets, but we're frugal. You know, no, 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 don't buy nothing yet. Let's look around, shop around. There's a Ross here. There's an old Navy and there's a Kohl's. So sure enough, we, we, we go through all these stores. We end up in Kohl's. Lo and behold, he finds a jacket. That's perfect. Okay. And it's like hundred and eighty bucks. It's like a leather jacket. I'm what? like, you gotta get that jacket. And so I ended up buying a leather jacket. He ends up buying a leather jacket. Good. <clears throat> good part of the story is they're on clearance, eighty percent off. The man finds a hundred eighty dollar jacket, for thirty bucks. What? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I found one reasonably priced as well. I think I walked out with my eighty bucks, half off. Can't complain. Cannot complain. So now we have two really sharp jackets going up to the Mile High City where it potentially is going to be cold, which I know it's going to be cold. It gets cold up there during this time. Right. So we jump in the car with our our good buddy, uh, Bone, and we drive up to Payne Springs, having a good time. All of us are laughing, talking about the Civil War trailer. Life is good. We're about a mile away from the venue in Payne Springs. And Charles goes,
2: oh, crap. We
0: all look at him like, what happened? Did you spill your drink? Are you okay? What's wrong? He goes, Pretty sure I left my jacket in my car in Conroe. Oh. <laughs> We're like, wait, what? He's like, pretty sure I left my jacket in Conroe. <laughs> I'm like, oh, are you serious? Sure enough, man. We'd look in his bag. He's fumbling through all of his stuff.
1: No jacket.
0: Brand new
1: jacket, super excited And so how many hours is it from that point to Conroe? Oh,
0: it's three hours Three hours
1: And please, dude, please don't tell him Okay, go ahead, continue to... oh.
0: <laughs> What do you know, go ahead Give me some feedback here What do you think right now? No,
1: I'm already, I'm feeling it Like, dude, please don't tell me that you Just go ahead But I... So
0: he has no jacket right? I, I have my leather jacket Because I'm smart <laughs> <laughs> And I have a hoodie I have a hoodie I'm smart I packed for the account. Don't get me wrong. I didn't pack any pants because I wear shorts no matter what. Right. But there it is, man. So we he has no jacket. I have to lend this man my jacket for my trip. So sure enough, we travel all the way to Denver. Okay. Get off the plane. It's cold. It is cold. <sighs> Here's my jacket, buddy. Okay. I'm now cold <laughs> because I have no jacket. <laughs> I have no jacket. <laughs> <laughs> So, man, we had to take this whole trip with me being cold now and him with, without a jacket.
1: Why did you have to suffer if it was his fault?
0: You know, because I'm a good friend. Aww. And, you know, I'm, that's the type of guy I am. Give you the shirt off my back. Give you the jacket, which I've never worn. <laughs> Literally. Brand new. The jacket off my back to make sure Charles is warm. So, sure enough, man, Charles has never been to Denver. And I'm like, man, let's go to the mountains. Let's go look out mountain gotta go look out mountain look out mountains in the foothills you look out you see denver skyline it's beautiful sure enough man we drive up there this mm, Mm. this guy nice and toasty in his jacket i'm in shorts and a very thin (laughs) t-shirt freezing freezing up there man and this guy's in my jacket looking at the denver skyline going wow (laughs) this is beautiful i'm sitting there going yeah Ah, it's so pretty (laughs) God, man
1: how many how cold was it
0: uh it got down to it was in the 50s okay but 50s yeah. is still you know in the mountains it was you know low 50s so uh and then sure enough man that night uh we went out to a bar and uh saw a pinball machine and had some shot some good pinball adams family pinball machine i mean mile high comics we had a blast but the moral of the story is if you are going to travel and you're going to do it right He's dressed for the occasion, doggone yeah. it. I mean, yeah. if you know you're going to Denver, pack a jacket. Pack a jacket.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I been for a minute I thought you were going to say we all went back to Conroe. I was going to say, no, please don't. No, please don't tell we did
0: stuff. not okay. do that, man. But the funny thing about it, like I said, no jacket for uh, Charles. So, oh. tisk tsk, my friend. But comes back and has a brand new jacket. So, and he, and he had a great time, too. That's the He point. did. He had a really good time. I will say my buddy Charles had a very good time in Denver, um, taking in all the sites, got some good food. Uh, you know, it was a good time, man. It was a really good time. I'm, I'm pretty sure he'll go back. Cool. I know I'm going back. I'm going back as soon as I can. <laughs> but I hope you like that little quick story about my time up there and you know what I did on my wrestling weekend. But now it's time to get into my upcoming events. I have two shows coming up right now in the book so far. Don't get me wrong. April is available, I think. Well, I got WrestleMania coming up the first weekend of April. I'll be in Dallas for WrestleMania. So I'll definitely have uh, a podcast to to give you guys on my return. Actually, that one's probably going to be late. I'm looking at my calendar right now, and I will be out of town. on the WrestleMania's on the 3rd. The podcast comes out on the 4th. So I'm just warning you now, we're going to go ahead and delay that one until... Let's let's do the sixth. Okay, can we do that? That way I can have a good WrestleMania story for you guys. Yes. Okay, let's do that. And I won't be too tired. So let's go with um, we'll have a podcast out for you the week of the fourth. So that'll be the first uh, podcast for April. So bear with me, guys. I apologize, but I will be going to WrestleMania. I'll give you guys a really good WrestleMania story because I'll also see Ring of Honor. So we'll go from there. I'm booked on the 8th with PWA. That's out of Alvin again. I'm monthly there every second Friday of every month. I'll be for PWA. And on the 9th, I go back to NTWA, and I have words for Prince Canoe and the KOD. And I will be wrestling uh, Prince Canoe on the 8th as well for PWA. This is not over, Silos. This rivalry is far from over. You
1: guys, they, are, you guys are like Bluto and uh, Popeye, man. Just-
0: absolutely. He is absolutely blue, my Bluto in my Popeye universe, okay? And he damn for sure, damn for sure, better not mess around my olive oil. Okay. Okay, because my olive oil is my – that was their name, right? Olive oil. Olive
1: oil, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. It just good. hit me that I just brought up some old school cartoon. <laughs> what was the dude that ate the cheeseburgers? Blimpy? Wimpy. 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 Yeah. Wimpy. Oh, gladly. What is he? Pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. Yeah, that's ah. what it was.
0: I love it. I love it. We're going real geeky there. <laughs> so those are my two upcoming events right now. Hey, guys, get with me about some dates. Email me, uh, romeofalcon.com. Uh, email me at geeksandwrestling@gmail.com. at gmail.com. T-shirts are going very well right now. T-shirt sales, awesome. Thank you for all the supporters that are buying the Chess Club T-shirts. Really appreciate that. Um, all I got to say, here's a little hint for you, a little spoiler alert in TWA the chess club isn't the chess club might not just be a really cool t-shirt design. I'm
1: just saying
0: that's all I'm going to say.
1: Okay. That's all I'm going to say. Is there more to it or something? I'm going to leave
0: it at that. It's a spoiler right there. The chess club might not just be a really cool t-shirt. I'm going to leave it at that. All right. Who knows what can happen after that? I hope you guys are liking RomeoFalcon.com. We updated a couple things. We're still working on a couple kinks. I know, but we added a new tab with my upcoming events with calendars. You can now see that. I'm really excited about RomeoFalcon.com. It's just getting better and better, and I gotta, I gotta thank you, Celos. Thank you for helping me with that. Oh, not a problem. Really appreciate that. Uh, other than that, uh, again, RomeoFalcon.com. Follow me on Twitter. All of my social media links are on that. I really appreciate you guys listening. Thank you so much, Celos, for all you're doing, and all the fans that are listening, all the feedback, and getting back the text messages I'm getting from my friends. Appreciate that don't forget romeo.com and you got anything else man on closing i oh, good until next time i'll see you guys i won't see you guys i will talk to you guys next time take it easy guys